I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance's Blast podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots, you better fucking like this episode for a lot of reasons, but mostly because I just spent an absurd amount of time trying to figure out how to fix my fucking Scarlet recording into my Adobe Audition, which means nothing to anyone who doesn't edit anything on anything. But basically, it was a sound fuck up where I could not record this little intro for you. So please, God, enjoy this episode. I think you will. It's with Jeffrey Baldinger. If you don't know who he is, he's a wonderful comedian, one of my best friends. We have written a musical together. We've done lots of silly shit together. We did a weekly series during quarantine called Quarantine Weekly. It lasted like six weeks, seven weeks. We talk about it before I fully just snapped because we were all losing our minds. Either way, that's neither here nor there. I'm going to cut to the shit and let you get to it. Uh, But update on my fitness journey. I have upped myself this week to 15,000 steps a day instead of 10 uh, attempting anyway. And uh, if you are interested, school of thought, I'm doing the next round. So it's starting in March. Check out, uh, go to at Stacia Patwell. It's linked in her profile, but I can send you the link as well. If you are a lady interested in getting in shape and she is sponsoring my tour, we've added a bunch of dates, a bunch of stops, Tucson, I'm coming your way. I'm saying this in case I don't get a chance to update the the drop I have at the beginning where I tell you all the dates I'm coming to. Uh, but Tucson, of course, Grand Rapids, I already had planned. Anchorage, I'm going to be there. I'm doing the Alaska Before You Die Festival. I'm headlining two shows in a very small venue. So head to jmscomedy.com slash shows and get your tickets because those are going fast. It's going to sell out. Uh, and it's going to be really awesome. I know that there's not like a... F- uh, formal comedy club in Anchorage, and I've always done my shows at Coots, and those are a blast, but this room is even tighter and smaller, and you won't know this if you haven't been able to see live comedy shows in other venues, but it changes the whole show. It makes it better, more electric. It's going to be sick as shit, and I'm coming to a couple other places in Alaska, too. Homer and Seward, I'm not missing out on you guys. I'm fucking Alaskan assassin, going to be killing all over the place, so get your tickets to those. It's going to be dope as shit. Dayton, Kentucky, I'm coming your way and uh, more to come. So uh, Tampa, St. Pete, I'm coming at the beginning of summer. Tampa, 6-2, uh, that's June 2nd. It's a Sunday. Go to jmscomedy.com slash shows. If you use the code JMS for a limited time only, you can get $5 off because I'm trying to come up with ways to convince you guys to buy the tickets early. I can't stress this enough, not just for me, but for whatever artist you want to see, it makes a difference. It takes the stress off of us because we're constantly worried about how many tickets we're selling. Also, if we sell out early, we can add a second show, which means more people get to come laugh and we can make more money. And let me tell you, I could use all the more money I could get. So I'm living, I'm working my ass off, but look, mama's got bills. And she wants to perform as many nights as possible. I've got to stop calling myself mama. It's been years and I haven't learned. Uh, I bet if I become a mom, I'll immediately stop calling myself mama. But that's neither here nor there. Listen, this uh, this episode gets a little inside comedy, <coughs> but we get silly. It's all over the place. We talk just about like your dreams and going for it and uh, 
you know, the do's and don'ts of that and how that's been for us, how we take care of ourselves in the moments where it, you know, we don't feel like we're crushing it. Uh, and Jeffrey's just a fun guy. Silly. You're going to love him. I'm shutting the fuck up. Enjoy this episode. Uh, if you want to see it visually, all the episodes are on YouTube. Almost all of them. Sorry. Uh, last week's episode, something fucked up. The video got lost. Whatever. It's me. You guys, this is bound to happen. But this episode's there. There's a lot of other ones. And if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube, you'd be helping me out a lot if you could just go over there and hit that subscribe button. Uh, all right. Enjoy my episode with Jeffrey Baldinger. Hey, idiots. We're back. It's me. I don't know why I'm being so weird. I'm here with one of my best friends, Jeffrey Baldinger. Hi, that's me. Yay. Yay. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to have you. Listen, you guys, we're just going to fucking- I'm happy to be had. <laughs> I'm happy to be had. You start sobbing. Thank oh, you God. so much for oh. coming to my secret studio that's definitely not my living room. Yeah, I've never been here before. It's no, no All one's new. ever seen it. Mm -mm. Ever. Uh, yeah, we're just going to have a fun episode today. Hell we're gonna, yeah. We're going to fucking- I don't know what we're going to talk about. We don't know where we're going to go. Talk about anything? We can talk about nothing. Jeffrey and I have talk. known each other since- the beginning of comedy. Yeah. Our we, comedy, not since the well, beginning. Well, we have known each other since the beginning of comedy. I remember you at Henny Youngman's first yes. uh, I, special. Nobody talks about that I wrote for him. <laughs> he did. Uh, and shout out to my plastic surgeon, because as a 98-year-old you, you Weren't you the wife that he asked people to take? Yes. Yeah. And see, I have been taken. <laughs> oh. Like a Liam Neeson film, <laughs> I have been took. I remember that from the movie. <laughs> I never actually saw it. Neither did I. I fucking have no uh, idea what it's about. I just know. It's about being took. Yeah. Uh, I think a daughter is involved. Does this kid just keep getting kidnapped? Aren't there? There's a lot of those movies, My right? My favorite thing to do is theorize movies I haven't watched. Right. And people watching are going, why are you talking about this? But aren't there like three or four of them? Taken one, taken two, taken three. And at uh, what point is he, is her his daughter taken by child protective services? More taken, taken for more for taken, more taken. Is that real? Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> taken, taken back, back. taken it, back. Does any has have you? And then there was a crossover, taken back to the future, taken back to the future. Or is the crossover Dude. with Doc Brown and he has to go back in time, save I've Marty. I've got a great Scott set of skills. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so stupid. Dude, Back to the Future is so good. It is. And hopefully they'll never remake it. I'm so scared that they will. As far as Zemeckis is concerned, he said that they can remake it. Like As long as he's alive, it will not be remade. How old is he? I don't know. Hopefully. Keep Zemeckis alive. Keep Zemeckis alive. Man, yeah, that movie, it's all it's it's a perfect trilogy. It really like the whole thing is great. Yeah, past, present, future. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's one of the only. I mean, there are a lot of good trilogies out there, uh, but I mean, they're they're more recent than there used to be. But that was the first one that I would say that each movie, like, could stand on its own. Could stand on its well, not on its own, but they, well, they the diminish in quality is minimal. minimal like each one is at least good you know what i mean there's <laughs> yeah. it's, none, none of them are, them are like, like uh, bad like, what's your favorite one well the first one is it's so good the, i love them all though 
as a kid, I probably liked the second one the best, just because it was the future, the future and, and everything past, like that. Dude, it's wild being past. <laughs> now we're way the year past 2015. Yeah, and they had flying cars and fucking 3D movies. Like, when are we gonna get 3D movies? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. What else was there? There was the hoverboard. The hoverboard, the self-tying laces, the self-drying jacket. The little piece they put that food in the microwave. The hydration. Boop. Yeah. Hydration level four, please. Yeah, that's psychotic. That's amazing. Yeah. And then, oh, wait. Remember that? And it was Pizza Hut. As part of the future, (laughs) yeah, Pizza Hut. But there was like faxes being delivered in their house. Instead of like, they couldn't conceive of text messaging. (laughs) They were in home faxes. Literally, we have FaceTiming, but there's no way that the. Uh, written word Could, will be uh, yeah. deleted. Yeah. Like no, nothing. <laughs> it couldn't possibly come on any device besides paper being printed out of a fax machine. I think in the right. ceiling was that. Weren't they but everywhere? It's crazy. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> they couldn't conceive of it. But like Star Trek already had like texting. You know what I mean? It's like, and the next generation came out in '87, so it was before, or so that was after uh, Back to the Future. But, um. Like, but still, the original still had texting. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like they couldn't. Like, they still needed paper. Like, yeah. Or was someone just really dead set on like, no, I think this is how it's actually gonna be. <laughs> because someone must have at some point, and the uh, studio or somebody must have been like, well, we should try to keep it realistic to what we think that year will be like. We need to keep and it not grounded. That they did, but somebody tried that. We need to keep it as grounded as possible. Flying cars. Flying cars. Trump president. Um, oh, I mean. Well, Biff. Biff, yeah, who I mean, is Trump. That's, didn't yeah. The Simpsons? The Simpsons predict. I mean, yeah, The Simpsons predicted a lot of shit. I mean, there's. Simpsons aficionado, everyone. Yeah. This Hi. man, I think. You I, seem like you would quote every episode top to bottom. I have, uh, <laughs> not every episode, but I there was I had uh, when I was in college, we took a road trip from Kansas to New Orleans for Mardi Gras, and oh, we were driving back, and you know I was in the back, I was like very still like we were we was done, we I was very drunk at the time, and just like one of my friends just like Jeffrey. Tell us a Simpsons episode. Tell us a Simpsons episode. <laughs> and I just start regurgitating that the episode of The Simpsons, the Beer Baron episode, where <laughs> Homer becomes, you know, it's like what if it's this whole Homer versus the became him telling the Simpsons episode. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's the title of the show is Homer versus the Eighteenth Amendment, which is when he becomes the uh, when they reinforce <laughs> uh, uh, what's it called um, um, prohibition. Prohibition, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's I just. From the intro to like just every line interactions between characters, and they just my friends are laughing the whole time, not because I'm doing it well, but just because I'm doing because it. Because it's insane that you're recapping exactly, the entire, exactly. even like the minor plot lines. Oh, so this is a story for you guys, the viewers and listeners. But um, two or three years ago for my birthday, uh, I think it was two years ago. We all went to a group of us went to Joshua Tree. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we so Jeffrey was there. My friend Sam, who you guys will remember from uh, a previous episode, Buddy yep. Hutton, Steph Tolev, and that might have been was it. Laura there or no? No, she no. was gonna be there and yeah. then didn't come okay. randomly. Yeah. Whatever. Um, some of us did mushrooms. Me and Steph and yeah. Buddy. Uh, so we're out in this beautiful backyard doing mushrooms. I'm looking at the stars. 
He's in the hot tub, which we had all originally been in, and the mushrooms yeah. started kicking in, and we all started talking about this, how we're human soup or whatever. Right. Classic mushroom talk. Yeah. So for people who haven't done mushrooms. Which at the time, I hadn't. Have you done them since? Yes. When did you do mushrooms? Um. I feel, when my good friends do mushrooms, I don't know about it, I feel personally attacked, and I don't know why. I am just like, I, I am a part-time shaman in my heart. <laughs> when did you do mushrooms? Uh, over the past uh, year and a half, I've done them with uh, my ex. Your ex. Yeah. Trying to get you into drugs. The things people will do for love. Did you trip or just like a microdose? Yeah, yeah, trip. Wow. Where were you? At the, my place. Inside? Inside. God! <laughs> you got to get a new experience. Erase that. For several reasons. Several which reasons, won't talk about. yeah. But at the time, he had never done mushrooms. He wasn't doing mushrooms. Yeah. Um, Sam took a little... And there's this like situation that I don't know if this is universal for people on mushrooms, but it seems I, I, I don't assume anything that I have happened with a drug is like this unique thing that only happens to me. But there's something weird about like space and distance where people can seem so far away when they're like, like you can be having a conversation with someone right here and right. people, they were in the hot tub, which was maybe 10 feet away. Yeah, it was me. Who who else was in the hot tub? With, it was me some... and some... The time I'm thinking of, everyone else had gotten out by then. Okay. So it was you and Tom fucking cooking in this hot tub. Right. It was a good hot tub. They were in there for what seemed like hours. Yeah. Talking about this. They were like going back and forth because Tom is <laughs> also Sam's a also, Simpsons fan. Yeah. Like high level. Yeah. They were you could have like having a Simpsons knowledge quote off. <laughs> and we were over here having our own conversation. And it's one of those things on Mushrooms where like you sort of lose awareness of everything around you for moments and you come back and there's a word. So I'd be coming in and out of like being aware that my friends are in a hot tub quoting the Simpsons and doing like impressions of Homer. <laughs> Homie! And stuff over here. And it Which must... was Marge. That's Marge. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you guys. You guys yeah. get if it. you didn't know Wasn't what that was. Wasn't doing an impression of Homer. He was do, she the was only doing impression, impression I'm good at from the Simpsons is Maggie. And Which it's is? only audibly. I don't even think that's true. No, that's uh, okay. not even. It's not even good. Um, it's okay. I got it. It's fu- you get the idea. Yeah, Marge um, was better. Really? It was. Homie. Yeah, I mean that was not as good. Okay, well let's just move on. It was better the first time. Let's do it. Uh, I you said well okay I'll get to this in a second but I'm coming in and out of staring at the sky and like dancing to music of just fucking alone standing there while everyone else is laying down and then I'll hear them go like Simpsons and I'm like ha ha just having these moments of. Ha ha, my friends are having so much fun over there hearing a Simpsons quote. And I'm like, hee hee. And then I'll like go off into mushroom land. And this happens about 10 times before I'm like, wait a second. Je- Jeffrey's not on mushrooms. <laughs> He's doing this completely sober. Just doing sober. this sober. Which has been <laughs> throughout my life. That has been said about me. Uh, I mean, you're, I, you're sober. I've also had that too. To the point that like when I think about my like past when I used to drink a lot more. Like I'd go yeah. out and party. I really truly believe a lot of my drinking was like i'm drinking so you guys are okay with how i'm behaving yeah that was so you can justify the fact that i'm standing on a table that was a hundred percent true when i was in uh like my first year of college uh i was at this house party my cousin went to the same college and she was a year older than me and we were at this house party and i was you know dancing i was going wild and from her perspective she called my like she called my mom the next day she's like jeffrey's out of control he's like drinking so much he's doing like he's going crazy i'm worried about him and then like 
a week later, she called my mom again. And this is my mom told me about this. She, she goes, so I just found out Jeffrey doesn't drink. <laughs> he that was just him. That was just <laughs> he was just dancing was on tables. Like, mm-hmm, and my mom's like, yeah, no, that that's that's about right. That's- I was confused earlier when you were saying that. But. <laughs> You're like, was he not dancing? Yeah. Was he sitting around barfing? How was he? Yeah, because and then like. I remember a few years ago at the at the comedy store, you know, we'd have like dance parties Holiday at the comedy parties. stores. Or, I think like, there was well, one night where we were like going hard on, not even a party. Yeah, I think no, it was, was just playing music on the patio. Yeah, it was not a it was not a holiday party. It was there was not a party. It was just us a at day. the comedy store at on on the day. And I remember Sandro just announces he doesn't do drugs. This is just him. He does. <laughs> this is just him. This is just how he is. This is just how he is. <laughs> Which for some people is far more frightening. Yeah. I mean, I relate to that. I got the bartender at my friend Maddie's wedding in maybe like 2014 or 15. It was a small wedding. It's in this small venue. We're all dancing. It's very early on in the wedding. I gave a speech that bombed. Classic. Stop asking me to give speeches at weddings. <laughs> People well, who's don't think we- I'm Whose funny. wedding was it? My friend Maddie. Uh, okay. I don't know if you ever met him. Uh, you probably didn't meet him. He's from college. Okay. He just passed away. Um, but I didn't want to bring down the mood oh yeah i remember you went to the um, funeral recently the just the f- honestly i swear to god i've i said this about him before i've said i'm like the funniest person i've ever met yeah like if if he started doing stand-up it's all just like he would we would yeah. be like all right well i guess you're taking my spots like you're right literally but he also was sane enough to be like i'm not gonna fucking be a clown i want to have a nice he was life. stable <laughs> he was a stable person just enough for that but then in other ways completely insane right. i got the bartender told him that she was cutting me off and he's like she has not i hadn't started drinking <laughs> she's like we've got to cut that woman off she's out of control and he's like she hasn't had a drink and i hadn't that's and it's amazing like, I, just, I mean that's it's so like that's our uh my, that's like the hyperactivity like that's yeah, yeah it's like probably an adhd or just like whatever possibly but it's just like it's the energy like we like feed off of energy you yeah know, that sort of stuff and it's, it's like just... an extroverted comedian thing where yeah. it, i mean you you it happens on stage or when the the audience is high energy your energy goes up yeah exactly so when other people are doing it or like you get people involved now that's kind of it's feeding itself I mean this. I mean this app. This is throughout my whole life. It was this sort of thing. It was like I remember at prom, I was dancing on the fucking speakers and stuff like that. Everybody was telling me to get off, and I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Where's the alcohol? Where's the?" Alcohol? I was like, "I'm not drinking any. Like I'm. I don't have any." They like patted me down. I was like, "Oh it's yeah, it's nothing. I'm. I'm just having fun." <laughs> they're like, "Oh God, you're weird." You're like, weird. Yeah, I went. I have had multiple people in my life start conversations about cocaine with the assumption that I am a regular cocaine user. Never I've have never done, done it. Never I'm, have done I, it. I'm I'm very aware of how I am. Nobody yeah. needs more of it. Like I'm not. And I know people who have done it and do it and stuff like that. And it's like I get why you'd assume that. I yeah. understand. I but, see how they are. Yeah. No, yeah. I understand. I am completely sober and clean and coming up with a business idea for no reason several yeah. times a day I, and w- with no follow-through oh I, yeah <laughs> uh if i had followed through on literally anything <laughs> oh I've oh my ever god done, who knows where i'd be just yeah yeah well we've had several of those together <laughs> so plenty of those what i fucked yeah what would have become of quarantine weekly if we had gone oh more than eight, remember- 10 weeks <laughs> seven seven um, oh it I, seemed like several you know, we recorded oh. we recorded seven we only released six i believe 
Whatever happened to that episode? I don't know, but I, I remember Ed uh, Greer just told me one time, he was like, man, if you and Jess had just continued to do that, It'd probably be huge. Weekly, it would have been huge. Yeah, well, I looked at, because I have re-brought back the podcast, and I have been, you know, uploading it, and I look at the numbers, and like, also the podcast is like, in yeah. 2020, there was like a notable, and I'm like, why did I go, I need it? I need a break. Because you needed a break. You, need a break. you needed a break. <laughs> like that's the when thing. that's a hard thing with like stand up, not even just stand up, like creative things. It's like it's one thing if uh, if any of your ideas somehow came, not somehow, but like, you know, obviously like TV shows and stuff do come with funding. Right. But it's like how much energy can you give and get nothing back right. when you're trying to survive? And and like how much output like again like the amount of effort that you put towards something is based essentially on what the return that you're getting is in that immediate sort of thing. So yes, you need to be okay. If you're going for an artistic endeavor, if you're chasing your dream, passion, whatever you want to, however you want to frame following uh, I just want your passion or whatever. Fuck me because they think I'm cool because I'm on stage. Right. Exactly. If that's your, if that's your goal, uh, which <laughs> obviously for both of us, Hello, um, chicks, but like you obviously can't expect to make, a return right away. That's yeah. just not. It's a it's, lot of investing. Exactly, but there is Timeless. some return, and if you're spreading yourself all over this stuff, then essentially you have to focus on the things that are giving you the return. Yeah. That make the most sense. Like I want to do it all. Yes. But only these two things are really getting anything getting back. anything back. And I love these two things. Yeah. And I'm really passionate about these two things. So it's okay. So yeah, I'm gonna focus on these. And while these would be awesome. I I just can't. There's just well no, and I it, yeah, it's the same thing. Where like having to have that moment of because boy, have I had to have the like, I have overextended myself. Yeah, I am not, and then you're not giving the right amount of effort to any of the things. So right, everything's kind of losing quality, slipping. It's that uh, Ron Swanson quote, you know, where he's like, "Don't half-ass multiple things, whole-ass one thing." One thing. You know? It's so true, though. I like had to make rules for myself, which I have continued to break course because i'll have an idea and in the moment i'll go like let's run away with this right where the skill i'm working on now which i'm very bad at is like you keep that idea tucked in you don't need to bring up the idea you just had in your head to people yeah because the other thing is is i've had things where i go oh we should do this and then in my head i immediately go i can't do that and then that person keeps trying to follow up on it and they're like let's do it and but then the fucking like ego in me doesn't want to be like well it was my idea so like you can't go do it by yourself right which a little bit I'd probably let go of, but like. Well, it's also like there's another <laughs> aspect. But I can't do it, so it's like no. There's also another aspect to it where it's like, and this is something that I've had to work through as well because when there is there's been times where you go for something, all of a sudden this oh this tangential idea, and you're going for so far, and then you hit whatever roadblock happens. Yeah. Because there's in every creative endeavor there's a roadblock. Inevitable. Whatever it whatever it is. If you have that other those other things that give you a lot of general return, that roadblock's like, well, I'm not. I'll I'll deal with yeah, that later. That and then it just is the end of the road. Fall. You know, it falls by the wayside. Where yeah. it's like, if you just pushed through that, and like we could make that. Yeah, you hit a plateau, but keep going. But like, keep going. It's like you have to decide: is this? That's the point where you have to decide: is this idea the thing that all all of a sudden took all of your attention away? Yeah. And you were f- so focused on that, but then you hit that one roadblock and you're like, uh, I, yeah. I know all the, I, I already passed I a this. few roadblocks over here, so I'm going to focus on this. 
that has led me to be like, oh, am I just, am I just giving up because am I, I giving hit up on one a thing that's gonna that could take me a lot more places? Yeah, you know, and feed this more because if I can do that, then you know, it's like that sort of finding that balance is so hard too. Because then, I, but then there's time, there's times where I go, is this such a great idea that I should run away with it, or is me running away with this creating my own roadblock on these other things I'm already working right. on? Where it's like, oh, this had momentum. I got to stop and write country music. <laughs> right. And then that got a little momentum. And I'm like, well, I should probably get back to the thing that has lost momentum. Because you're, <laughs> well, the thing is, like, in that case, because it happened to us with the musical, too. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, you know, in those cases, it's, there's there's that uh, fear of being, uh, the fear of perception. Of yeah. being seen as the thing that you don't want to be seen as. Yeah. You know, you like when you're in a creative space, you you have this idea. It's like I want to be seen. Like for us, I mean, I guess like for us, we want to be seen as stand-up comedians. Like we are yeah, stand-ups. Like that's what, that's I what want, we when you, are doing. That is definitely for me. I know. It's like no matter what I do, that's what I I want people to think of me and go stand-up comedian. Yeah, same. And that's a hundred percent true. And it's like I want that. But we have all these other talents and. And, and things you enjoy. Loves, like music and writing and like yeah. acting, whatever whatever it is. Yeah, podcasting. Like podcasting, uh, pet owner. Uh, <laughs> Owning know, things. Whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't know. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, sorry. But like for like for your country music, it's like, well, it was gaining traction. But I, I don't want to tour as a country music act. I want to tour as a comic who yeah. does this stuff. But then you think about like think about like Donald Glover or Hannibal Burris right now, where it's like their joke music career that they started as a joke turned into them Bigger being than- huge. Like Childish Gambino, he created on a Wu Tang name generator. Like that's yeah. where he came up with that name. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like like something so silly. Yeah, like that. And then now that's it created such a huge legitimate not comedy raps but like legitimate, legitimate yeah great music and same thing hannibal's doing the same thing he's on tour with his band right now you I know, know it's that. like yeah it's just like well, that's where hannibal's been yeah <laughs> yes. i live under a rock it's not a reflection of anyone not go- doing well and i no, always but- worry about that with social media that like my fear is there's this expectation that everyone should know what everyone's doing yeah so it's like someone could be the star of a tv show and i swear I to no god idea. i would have no clue and it's not like because tv's dead um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, like I, I just it, have these made up fears of like I would never want someone to think I'm big timing them for going right. like, oh, what have you been up to? Right. And they're like, I just won an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's daytime. Um, I also technically won one if you consider the fact that I was a contestant on Let's Make a Deal when I mean, the year huge. they won. That's just like I technically won an Oscar because I was in the movie Her <sighs> as an extra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Oscar winning. No. That's so funny. No, I played the voice of Scarlett Johansson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got range. Um, yeah, it's so that balance is so hard. And then like, there's an extra layer of how to balance things when you, because I think a lot of people, if they have a creative endeavor, creative outlet, they like, they're like, what if this was my job? Right. And boy, is that a whole fucking thing when it becomes your job, and then it's. The amount of pressure, because at the end of the day, the root of us, or of anyone having to go, what do I need to cut off here because there's too much, is like, it's capitalism. Right. Look, if we lived in a communist world, I could do all the things (laughs) I wanted to do. But because you're out here making us pay all these... (laughs) 
<laughs> but there's also the idea of like, but would you like there? There is that. Well, there's that thought experiment. Where it's like if you had all of Michael Jordan's talent, like if you had this all of his skill, yeah. But your will, your mindset. Now, how many do you make it to the NBA? Uh, are you uh, winning any championships? Like that's a good question. You know what I mean? It's like some people, like some people, wouldn't even make it to the NBA, even though they have the raw skill. We know plenty. Like you know, Maddie, the funniest person in the world. Yeah. But he wasn't interested in stand up, or yeah. you know, whatever it is. And there, we know so many people who are so funny that are that get no recognition. Oh yeah, there. I mean. But it's so weird. I don't know if you have this. Like when a random person finds out you're a comedian, they go, "Who's your favorite comedian?" And I, it's I don't have a single favorite comedian. No, I have comedians I love, and it, it changes from, you know, week to week, month to month, based on like who I've seen working on something new lately, and like and what when, I like that they're doing, or or I'm just thinking of like I've been thinking about this classic. Yeah. Bit, but almost every time, I I hate that I have the feeling of like, you're not gonna know who this is. Right. Uh, well, when when but you should. When they ask me that, I just I I have to say, well, who do you know? Yeah. Who do you know? And then I can base, I can base my answer off of. Well, here's who I like of the people. You of know. the people that you know, these are this is you know whatever. Or I or like, do you want to know like up and comers or whatever? It's like who yeah, I'm like a fan of, you... like all that stuff. Yeah, and it's it's also just so crazy because, I mean, I guess with social media that has given like a little bit of a push into the predictability of like, well, this person is going to probably get X, Y, Z. Cause I don't know. There just doesn't seem to be rhyme or reason that makes sense to me on the people who get, cause there still is the industry like social media. You can, if you get in the algorithm and pop through, you can break through in your own way. And yeah. then by the way, the industry will come around and of course just be like, cl- I've always I've, I said from day one. And Clark, you're like, well, uh, it's day 8 million. Clark Jones, you know Clark Jones? Yes. He had an amazing, a really funny tweet. Uh, I know how dated that makes me sound. Uh, but, Remember Twitter? Uh, but he had a hilarious tweet where he's like, me, wins an Oscar, industry, we'll start looking at you now. Yeah, it's fucking, <laughs> it's like, keep doing what you're doing. Hey, but you're, then, on our, you're on our radar now. But then there are some people who get like kind of plucked up at a very early level. It's yeah. developmental. And it's not... Me saying this isn't like those people. It's I don't understand why them and not this person. Right. Um, and I'm always trying to figure out like what is it that you? There, I think it's marketability. There's marketability. Perceived marketability. Exactly. And then it's just it's it's luck as yeah. well. There's like so much luck, right place, right time. Just happen the person to happens see to see you and somebody they're in the mood there. and they can exactly. And then it's follow through as well. Like where if you're in that lucky spot. Where the person hands you their cards like, hey, hit me up, and you don't, don't, then that's the lost opportunity, you know, and you don't you don't necessarily realize that until you you know you self reflect or whatever's like, oh, I should have I should have called that yeah. person and there's so immediately much- and not waited or what or like you call them too late or you know whatever it is. I mean, I am probably in the position I'm in because of the amount of people that I've just been like, okay, and then like too afraid to follow up same which is uh, so crazy uh because the confidence with which some other people would probably just like hey just hitting you up again a day later uh because well that's the other thing that's that's the negative side i think we uh have this a little bit in common where it's like the the negative side of fake it till you make it which is sometimes we fake it so well that 
we don't nobody thinks that, that we need help it? or we need oh. to uh be like there's no like dude i had oh i'm fine like people ask me you know i was like oh let me you know open for you or whatever it is like this was years ago before i was headlining or anything like that it's like let me open for you i'm like i i'm i'm looking to open for somebody right you know it's yeah like, I, I remember need to- in like 20 god 2016 2015 2016 brody was like I would love to sit down with you and like talk about touring because I would love to like learn what you're doing. And I, right. was, I was like, what? And the, I mean, the amount of people who, by the way, the, by the way, by the way, the amount of people with touring agents at major agencies that have hit me up for help. It's fucking psychotic. Yeah. And just in a nutshell of like proof that I have fucked myself on this, like following up and not speaking up and going, actually, I am looking for an agent yeah. right now. This happened so recently, so it's like, oh, I still, I'm still doing this thing. Mm-hmm. I was backstage after I, I opened a show f- with for Theo at the comedy yeah. store, and I was like, f- I really went into the green room to f- fucking pee in peace. But then I was like, oh, it's near the end of the show. I'll hang out yeah. and say hey, thank you. Yeah. And these uh, two agents walked in, and one of them I guess I've met before. Mm-hmm. He looked really familiar, but then it was like these people who I'm like, you look familiar, but what are you doing in the green room? And like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to, if you see something, say something, whatever. <laughs> but we had a moment I was like, hey, and he was like, oh, you don't remember me. We met a long time ago. That's not even the point of the story. Major agency. And the other guy's an agent. And this guy introduces me to him and he goes, oh, this is Jessica Michelle Singleton. She's so funny. She's like, and he said, back in the day which is not untrue. She was you know, like, when she first started, she was opening for Bobby. She's opening for Ari, Mark Norman. And, and everyone came to me and like, you gotta, you gotta see this girl. She's the future. She's the next big female comedian. Yeah. You gotta sign her. And then I went, I like in that moment, I went, but you didn't, <laughs> which is fine. Right. But then he goes, well, yeah, but you ended up somewhere else and you've turned out fine. And instead of taking that opportunity to, you know, if I had been, I don't know. Instead of going, no, I, I could have just gone. Oh well, you know, right now I'm, I'm looking I'm for someone o- to looking, let me know. Yeah. I just went, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, I because it was this thing of like, well, I don't want to seem like I, I did go places, but I did it all a, a fucking on that's my true. own. I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm still making it. I'm, yeah, I am because you want that perception of like, yeah, I'm, I'm successful, but. In that moment, we have to realize, like, oh, this is this is another opportunity. And I don't. I and just go, yeah. Okay. A similar, you know, similar thing happened to me um, a few years ago. I was opening for Eliza, and we were just hanging out in the green room, and she's great. She like she gives yeah. opportunities, you know, all the time, which is awesome. Yeah. And we were just talking in the green room, and I'm, you know, we're not like friend friends, you know, whatever. Like, but we've known each other for yeah. a few years, which is why she, yeah, you know, cordial, whatever. friendly. And she was just, and she was asking me how things were going, and like, are you doing these festivals? Like, are you getting? Uh, did you submit for just for laughs or whatever? And I was like, oh, I'm not doing that this year. And yeah, and then you instead look back and you go of, instead of going instead of going like, I haven't gotten to I I wasn't I was able to be introduced to, get, to the person yeah. who was actually going to look at my stuff. I wasn't like, able to get a showcase this year. Like, I don't want to be do I don't want to overstep, but how do how do, like that was an opportunity that I just like let slip after after the fact I was like 
that why well, I should have I should have talked to her about that. She was she was opening the door for it. It wasn't like I was like, yeah. hey, chase but you down. But we do this thing where you feel like you're like, oh, I, I want this person to think that like I'm doing stuff, right? Because there is that mindset of like when people think you're doing stuff, they start booking you for stuff, and that's a real thing that happens. Exactly. The fucking oh, we're gonna take a quick break, and I have an actual example of this exact thing when we come back. Yeah. Okay, so we're back, and this clearly turned into a comedy podcast, which is fine. That's <laughs> what fine. we do. Um, so on the note of like, when people think you're doing stuff, then they want to help you do other stuff. This is such a funny thing that happened. Um, I was at the, the improv, the 60th anniversary. Yeah. Hollywood improv or the whole yep. improv chain, I guess, turned 60. They survived 60 years. 1963 formed um, in New York. Yeah. And so they did like a, a, a celebration. It was a fun party. It was a fun party. There was a, a photo thing. Mm-hmm. I took a photo. I looked really nice. In the photo with me is Nate, my boyfriend. Yep. And also at WME, agent, big agent that he he works with, uh, Andrew Russell. Mm-hmm. We all took a photo. Great. Didn't think anything of it. The next day, I'm looking at these photos. I look good in this photo. I want to say, good job, fucking improv. Thanks for having me. I post the photo. And I, I am confident because I posted because. He happens to be an agent at WME. I'm not kidding. Within minutes, followed by an agent at another major agency, texted by an agent from another major major agency going, hey, I missed you at the thing. We got to catch up, which is fine. Right. It just is like, oh, perception. perception. And I probably should have you cut all this out because this is probably a shitty thing. Like, <laughs> God damn it. But it's just like uh, people... And, you know, I used to think it was, I used to get so mad and in moments where I'm not like being my best self and like being like mentally healthy and thinking about things clearly, I still do and think, oh, it's fucking this bullshit industry. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, and Nate, my boyfriend who works at an agency has helped, helped me with this perception by going like, just the fact is there is no way for them to really keep tabs. Right. On how everyone's really doing. Yeah. So there are people who slip through the cracks in a way that people just go, well, surely they're somewhere. And if you're at this level where, it, you know, people don't start creeping around to like snag you until you're at like right. such a big level where they're like, well, now we should, this is so much money to be made right, off exactly. of this person. But they just go, oh, they're funny. And then sometimes, and sometimes like you look out and the booker of a club likes you a lot. Yeah. And keeps giving you spots like, uh, you know, showcase club. Like if yeah. if you happen to be one of the booker's favorites, you're going to get more opportunities. And to- any comic will tell you this with a showcase club. When bookers change, shit changes. Shit changes. We've so, gone through four book, three bookers at the at store. The, store. the Laugh Factory is Laugh constantly is constantly changing. The improv changed. The, yeah. The, after the pandemic, the improv had a whole overhaul. Yeah. Like we went through four uh, at the improv and it's like it. And well, and it's also like comedy is subjective. Yeah. It's personal taste. And like it takes work to not go, this is personal. You're just it like, takes I'm out of the so mix. so much work. Because at the end, because as much as you say it's not personal, it's not personal, it's not personal, your comedy is personal. So if somebody doesn't like your comedy, <laughs> it is personal to you. Like it is. Like it just, I mean, business wise, it's not personal. They have their favorites, and you have to think like, look, it's not. Uh, They're looking at whatever them, their hard line or assumption. Them so not much liking of it is, me doesn't mean I'm not worthy of performance. Performing, but that the ability to separate oh. 
your like I bared my like I this is all me. This is who I am. They're rejecting me. It's like no 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 no. They're not like Yeah you and you can't think that. It's so hard because like it's so often not a hard no and it's like it's which all, is worse. Yeah. Is is having someone say, No, we don't want your comedy here worse or that wondering of is it the comedy? Or is, is it, it me? personal? Yeah. Is it is it because I look like XYZ? Is it the topics I talk about? Like Sometimes I go, and let me be clear, I can take a no, a rejection. Yes, before we started recording this, I started talking about a vendetta of a city where I was, but. But you still but took no, the I, no. Yeah, I took, but it's like. <laughs> you still yeah. took the no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not going like, to do rape comedy yeah, where I show up and do it like, whether you like it or not. That's the thing. Like, don't take no for an answer is a, is, is is, a worrisome phrase. I think yeah, it should be Yeah, it's like that person soon. will assault you. If yeah. That's their mindset. It's awful. But also. Like, could you give, if you're, I would love a note. Why? To, yeah, and just. I would love to go, you know, we, you, the, we're you looking at social media numbers and we just have, you know, with the other investors in the club, we kind of have a rule of who or what, whatever. Go. But you, but you know why they don't give notes. Well, yeah. Cause because they, if they say. Because a lot of people are like, I don't want your fucking notes. Fuck you. You're stupid. Well, that or it is just not right now. And. You don't want to create a vendetta. You don't want That's to create true. this thing. I where wish it's more like, people would lose the fr- use the phrase "not right now." Right. Because you're absolutely right. A no, by the way, anywhere, and, and that's like important to remember for comics watching or listening. Like, it's not a hard no. Yeah, it's a. I mean, not for some right people now, out there, it might. It might be, be hard no. but like also depending on what they say. Like, oh, we're just not interested right now because you did this, this, and this. It's like depending on what that is, you could be like. This is discrimination. You're doing this you, because whatever it is. But and it's so, also at the end of the day, like, because clubs will be like, I've had clubs go, well, this, you're not the kind of act that usually draws you. So, which I appreciate. Which is uh, an honest. But part of me goes like, have you had an act like me? But then right. it's like they maybe have and they go, turns out no one came to see this person. I yeah. don't know. But then, you know, it's like, but then also it's like, but that, but I'm not like that person. I do this, this and this, yeah, and, well, you know, like that sort of stuff. And, Saying just no, it releases them of liability or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like that. And at least in theory, it like I guess like closes the door to you. They go like, okay, well, for me, something like that is once I like get over my initial like emotional reaction, like <laughs> right. rejection, is like okay, so like that's not a door I'm gonna keep knocking right. on. You go where the love is. You know, yeah. it's like you. Or have I'll to- circle back when I have very clearly reached a different level with exactly. like my audience and how I'm drawing and like exactly. the numbers to show for it. Um, I don't know. This got real comedy heavy. It did. And not even com- it, like industry heavy, like industry heavy. It's inside just like, baseball. It's, it's um, just a grind is the whole point. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, you, you focus on what gives you the return to circle it back. Yeah. Well, like, and what you can control. Right. Like I control, I can control working on my material. Yeah. I can control doing my best. When I'm getting up, am yeah. I writing new stuff? Am I, uh, you know, giving it my all? Am Following I following up with emails, like really actually reaching out, picking a date? You know, you basically making this your job essentially. Well, no, that, like, well that's what I guess is. that was sort of the root of where yeah. of what how, what led us here was the mindfuck of making your thing your career is that there's so much other th- stuff that goes into it besides yeah. just the performing. Unless you end up being one of these, and I don't, I think. 
there's very few people who are like plucked and then have to do no extra work on the side of keeping themselves booked yeah, or that's submitting and whatever. So rare. But like it it goes from especially when you're in the you know, I, I'm in a good position in terms of being able to like support myself with just the comedy. Right. So there's a little more time to mix in both the like kind of administrative side of things and the writing. Right. Which boy do I need to fucking be better at. But like when you're juggling like other jobs, then now ha- now your writing time's cut in half. Right. You're well, trying that's trying to make money doing, you know. It t- take like it's it's similar like if you have a writing job, like if you got a writing job, it and you're a stand-up, you typically when you're on the writing show, you don't do as much stand-up. No. And but you know, before you get into that sort of thing, you think like, oh, I would love to have a, a job writing on a show because then I could just write in the day and then do stand up at night and blah blah blah. Yeah. But like, that the it, night is gone. It splits your energy. Like it's the energy that is you need to focus on writing, so uh, you don't have the bandwidth necessarily to do yeah. as much stand up. You still want to keep your chops going, but it's like there's just oh, not as much bandwidth, you know, and so. It's it's a weird it's a struggle. It's uh, Patrice O'Neill once said, you know, it's like I was hilarious till I started doing comedy. That's <laughs> so like, funny. Do you ever? Uh, this is a thing I do, which is like fucking hilariously dumb. Of I'll be writing something, you know, script or packet for a show that. or <laughs> or even like developing something. Like I'll have something where I'm like having meetings and or I've sent in a packet or I'm working on a packet. Yeah, and I am nowhere near. Having a show being run, being on the staff, yeah, and I'll already go. I just, I mean, this is really gonna get in the way of my stand up. It probably drove the manager I worked with crazy, but we now I'm better at communicating. Like, here's what you're gonna get from me, yeah, and here's what I will and won't do. Is like, I would love to write on a show yeah. that I love. Oh yeah, I am not gonna drive my sanity into a, the ground right. for a show I hate, and then not get to do the thing. That, that actually gives brings me, love. me joy. Yeah. So I finally started going because I didn't know that like you could say no to packets. Right. So I'd be like, yeah, I like I, uh, <laughs> dude, I, my friend got so mad at me because because she was on a show and she's like, oh, I recommended you, and I just I didn't know that it like came through my manager and she sent a thing for this show and I was like, I just it's political and I just get so upset. And not funny when I get to into politics. Like, it just. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's the premise of why this is a show, and it's embarrassing, but it's the reality. And the fact is, I don't think I'm going to change. Like, I don't pay attention to what's going on in the world because I become useless and not helpful. Yeah. I just get so sad. I go full white lady, like, how is this affecting me? I can't <laughs> go on. Well, I'd rather just, like, what's going on? Is there somewhere I can donate? Can I share something that's actually helpful? Cool. I can't because get you, caught in the cycle. Uh, you understand your voice. You're, you understand your comedic voice and where well, you're, you're strongest, you know, comedically. And if this is a comedy show that, you know, there are people who are amazing political comedians. Com- comedians. And there are a lot of people who talk about politics and call themselves comedians and should shut Just the fuck up. Aren't, exactly. But like, there's. Uh, your good point isn't a joke. Yeah, and it, it's one of those hey, things where. Racism is bad. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Hilarious. Why are we clapping? And it's like, wait, is racism as bad the joke? I'm not kidding. This, <laughs> this is a real thing I saw happen one time, and I won't name the comedian. I don't even know if they still do comedy more. I was doing La Jolla, uh-huh. opening for Tony Baker. I was the opening before the opener, before because that's how they do it. Down there, yeah. there'd be like you know three openers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And a comedian, the comedian who was going after me, kind of I guess the feature act, white man, worth knowing I guess, 
in case it's worth knowing. At some point in his act, I am not exaggerating because I rewatched every set to be like, did I miss something? Would go, clap if you think racism is bad. People would clap. And then he moved on. He didn't talk about race. It was the most psychotic thing I've ever seen. I was like, what is happening? You just needed applause that bad. It's a good solve. And then spent a good portion of his jokes retelling like street jokes that his niece had told them, but the under the umbrella of like, right. my niece told me these right, jokes. Right. Oh, you do comedy. You should do these. And I'm like, this is just a guise for you to do street jokes. Oh, God. I think I know what you're talking about. I'll tell you about. off the air. She's smiling. She loves this. Oh, God. Yeah, it's just, you know. I guess the root of all of this is just sort of like gear up. If you're yeah. planning to follow your dreams, you become a one man business. Yeah. I mean, you, you just, you have to, and you have to make sure that you are, uh, yeah, you, it's okay to say no. It's okay to yeah. focus on things that you, uh, are passionate about. And it's okay to say like, I don't have the bandwidth for that and stuff like that, but it's, it's it's a tricky line because there's there's no path there there is no path it's yeah we're all the, chopping like trees in the woods trying to find we don't know fucking what, the other side of this forest. we don't know what our path is until we've taken it and we look back like oh this is the route that yeah we nobody took, knows you know? what's gonna lead to the thing and we don't know what where we'll end up being in yeah. terms of like what our career is and stuff like that until it's until we're dead and then that's you know like oh this is this is how that went and yeah. You know, and so just, I don't know, have fun while you're doing it. Just try to, like, Enjoy try not journey. to get so stressed out. It it can be supremely stressful. And yeah. if you're, you know, it's it's the taking things, per- it's like, try not to live in bitterness. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's so, if, it, if it's giving you so much, if, if the majority of your life in this industry, whatever it is, comic, Actor, Maybe music, whatever. Music, art, whatever it is. It, if it's art, mostly it's just art. like, fuck all these people, they don't know. It's like, maybe this isn't. You're killing free, yourself. You're killing yourself. Maybe find something else. You know, like, that. I don't know. Yeah, is it, it's not worth your joy. It's like. Yeah. Well, that, that's the whole thing is like, if it stopped being joyful. Right. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Like, there's no reason to. But this is a choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, there, there are people who are like, it's not a choice. This is all I can do. That may be true. Yeah, no, that's like the that, story you've invented of you being like, I can't do. Literally, you have you're a, you shut the fuck up. You have the ability to do a lot of things that maybe don't cause you the m- amount of stress yeah. that this is causing you, or yeah. whatever it is. And we're not telling you to give up on your dreams. Wait, no, no, no. I'll stop there. Yeah, because I want to say something. Yeah, please. And it's not a nice thing that I'm going to say. Do it. Chasing your dreams is hard. And you can't give up just because you get no's and you meet roadblocks. Right. Wanting to do something does not mean you should do it. Yes. If you are 100% of the time consistently receiving feedback that you are not good at the thing that you want to make your thing, quit. What are you doing? You're an idiot. And I say that as someone whose entire podcast premise is based on us all being idiots. Fucking do some mushrooms. Let go of your ego. Because what you're doing is chasing this idea of who you want to be. And it's a thing where we all fuck ourselves. So many people paint a picture of how they envision their life. This is the thing I'm going to do. And then instead of going, you know what? Maybe I need to like 
open up and see what else the world would like me to do. We do it with partners. People will go, they subconsciously have a vision of the person they're going to be with, what they look like, and they'll fucking cast aside their soulmate because, well, I just I picture myself with a brunette. You know what I mean? There, there's so much truth I, to I, that. I, I'm not, you're not going to be in the NBA if you're there, five feet. There's so much truth to that. Muggsy? Okay. You're probably not. But the, the thing, so, you know, I, I'm your saying, point is valid. Give a good go, but if it's 100%, look for the evidence. It, it's and it like, works both this ways. Is, this is a feedback industry. Yeah. You know, it's like, and you can, if you, if you're able to find a niche that, uh, you can, whatever, you're not going to be, you know, uh, Nick Swartzen or you're not going to be, uh, Adam Sandler or, yeah. you know, whatever it is, you're not going to get to that level necessarily. If, if your feedback is nobody, if literally nobody likes you yeah. in what you're doing, yeah, if every a, crowd doesn't you get know, it, it's. There's some maybe maybe you don't get it either. Yeah, you know it's, it's not there's the there there is that aspect of you know look for the common denominator. What's the common denominator? Yeah. It's you. Well, and that um, goes both ways. And like, it goes both ways because I but, think we both know. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's just just because. But also, it's there's there's a level of delusion that you have to have to follow go for your go, to go for your dreams to take the risk of like i'm gonna do the thing that everyone says like well that's pretty and it's a really no hard line to walk uh when you have to be delusional but you also have to be self-aware yeah where it's like well where am i at what am i what are my capabilities what am i doing but i i know that i'm the best i know that i'm i'm the best person that i can do i'm the best person for this job and blah 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 it's like that's a delusional mindset that you have to have in, in order, order to, to convince people to give you the job that you need to have but you also need to be self-aware enough to know like okay i can take feedback i can take notes i can improve i can i'm always getting better i need yeah. to figure this shit out it's really hard to balance that because yeah, you have to have a little bit of like i guess delusion or just like audacity yeah to be like i'm i'm gonna chase my dream and that is i know i just went on a rant of like fucking quit but the but the opposite is true where like you like we all have moments in our careers no matter what I found from talking to friends who are far above where I'm at. Yeah. You just have a moment where you go like, I'm, I don't have an active project. There's nothing I'm working on. And it's, you know, some people maybe are way more on top of their mental health. But for me, it's actually alarming lately how easily the switch can flip into. What am I even I am doing? a failure. What am I even doing? Why I have wasted yeah. my life. What have I been doing? I have no business in this field. And so it's good to be, give yourself credit. And a thing that I used to do, and I need to do some other form of it, but something that helped me in case anyone else is listening and falls into that where it's like, no, you've done things, but you have these moments of, and I think I'm getting to a better place mentally, but I don't know if, if you're like this, where like when I don't have an upcoming thing, yeah. Like I've got, I'm planning a tour. I'm dropping the podcast. I'm releasing X, Y, Z. And it's just, it could be, I'm on the tour. Right. It's, we're coasting. We're You're on cruise control. currently doing the thing. You're currently doing the thing. But I'm like, but I, but that person has a special. I don't have, I can so quickly go into fucking, 
what am well, I yeah, doing with my life? It's, it's the what am I not doing? Yeah. What am I? What do I need to do that I'm not doing? That yeah. Where am I all failing? These other people and then doing a hundred other comedians are looking at you, going, "I can't wait to get to where they are." Exactly, and and really, it's you they really have to separate like, the. I mean, this is we're not treading any new water here and talking about like we you can't compare yourselves to your peers like you can well, especially use, here where everyone's popping at different moments there's you, heat and then it's gone and you can use them as bouncing blocks and stuff like that but uh you really can only compete with your past self yeah. like look at you from 10 years ago what what would 10 years ago you say about where you're at right now would would they be you waited happy too long to start the podcast or would they be <laughs> like you know what it is like how yeah they'd be what shitting was, their pants what were their goals were their goals to tour the world because you did that were their goals to do these festivals? Because you did those too. Were their goals to perform at all these clubs? Because you've done that. You know, it's like yeah. And okay, those are blocks that you you. It's so easy to forget. Make yourself forget because you go you're like, like what well, next? What else? Once we got them, it's like oh well, that was well, I did that now. So now what's the next? There's thing? There's probably some deeper level of like. I thought once I did that, I would just feel eternal right. joy and. Never return to sadness. And there is nothing. Turns like out that. having my name on the wall <laughs> didn't no... keep the demons out. Right. It's. I mean, it's that. It's the John Candy quote from uh, Cool Runnings. You know, if you're not good enough without, if you're not good enough without the gold medals, you'll never be good enough with the gold medals. And so that's like. I mean, that's you a whole different conversation of working on yourself. Yeah. But all that to say. And also, I, I want to say uh, real quick. In addition to what you said, as far as like, because there's there's a whole tenacious D song about the the uh, cosmic shame, where it's like you know follow your dreams, and we'll check in on you, and then and then uh, uh, we'll see your progress, and then if you haven't made, we're gonna tell you to stop, and then you must stop. You know, <laughs> there's a whole song that they do yeah. like that, but there also in that in that vein. Uh, I I like to think about those uh, kind of motivational uh, quotes where it's like this person didn't start till they were forty. This person didn't get uh, you know. Everyone do said their no thing to J.K. Till, Rowling, which you know, you're not supposed to bring her uh, up. You know, Sam Jackson didn't start acting till he was you know fifty. You know, or Morgan Freeman didn't start acting till he was seven. You know, like yeah. all these things. But it worked things. out because there's everyone else who would have been aged for those roles quit when they started at right. twenty. Right. <laughs> but then my my uh, kind of like yeah, that's a little motivational, but. It's not so it it doesn't matter how old you are for when you start, but how long did it take them once they started? That's true. You know what I mean? Like But that so, it still can be So JK Rowling didn't write Harry Potter till uh she was forty or whatever, right? Yeah. Was that her first book that she tried? Oh, that's interesting. Because that is a you different... You know, because that's a difference. Because that's the same as getting big when you're 20. Like, it's, yeah. Well, it's, yeah she I mean, didn't, it didn't take that long. That's true. <laughs> she I may have started late, that's... but she got it right away. You know, it's like, how long do you... Once you've started chasing your dreams, how long do you give yourself? I wanted to... I'm not, by the way, texting. I'm looking up as no, you're no, saying this. I wanted to look up. Um, Because I looked it up recently. The Wikipedia for Sebastian. Yeah. Who started comedy, years active, 1998. Yeah. Um, I looked this up when I was having a fucking meltdown about, like, how long does it take you to make it? Whatever. And then what your definition of making it is. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, we also keep moving the goalposts. You can pay your bills with comedy. That, That is making it to... 
the majority well, of people. To me, when I started comedy. Exactly. My only goals, I hit them. But then it was like... But now, what does making it mean? Yeah, I, and I still don't even know. What does success know. mean? And what does it mean? I don't know the definition of success. I truly don't know. What do, Does anybody have... His uh, big, his the big special that launched him. Aren't you embarrassed? Like the real, I mean, he was already like a name, but the yeah. thing that took him to where he's at that was in 2012, right? And he and he didn't get on comedians and cars getting coffee until let's see, 2016. Uh, that's a long time. He was 39. Yeah. Um, and his first special came out in 2009, so that means he was 36. And until then, he was. He got passed at the store in 2005, yeah. and he was just doing the store and like doing his thing and knowing it. And so, Sebastian's like, a workhorse. Like he was, he was working as a waiter or a busboy, like Beverly Hills Hotel, and he'd like run up over. until the moment he got pat, like yeah, until he got passed at the store. Like you would run back and forth between shifts and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and that I mean, hard work is so much of it, yeah. but it is like it can take forever. But having, not but it can take forever. So. However you need to keep those reminders of yeah. the goalposts you've made. Like I literally used to have, and I have set it up to like put it back back on my wall so it's out in visual. Yeah. Is like, it's a four layer post-it thing yeah. where the top thing will say goals and it's big things I want to do. Yep. And then I have one that says projects. It's things I'm actively working on, whether they're ongoing or like I'm working toward a, an right. album or whatever. And then I had a level that said achievements. Yeah. And so it's like, if I got something... Put it in the achievement, which is great. And if, like, I... You constantly went back and forth. I've obviously taken it down at some point because it's like, oh, if somebody sees this, it's, like, gratuitous or whatever. But it, it makes but you... Important. In those moments when you're like, fuck, who am I? You go, oh, I did this and I did that did and this, I have this and this. these achievements. And it's just, like, like, kind of bolsters you to go, like, I'm... Because I... This is woo-woo, but I believe the universe gives you signs and points you in the direction you're supposed to go, whether that's in career, in relationship, in life choices. And, like, those things are like, oh, that's yeah. that's the fucking pinball machine hitting me toward the fucking... That's not a good reference. I don't even... Yeah, it could be. But, you know, but it's like, oh, every time you reference. got one of these, every a show said yes to you, a club booked you, that's, right. that's the universe going... Whoosh. Yeah, you keep going. That's. I mean, that's... Uh, it was the... That that was the reason I started doing stand up in the first place is because the career path that I was thinking that I was gonna go on, it kept pushing me to stand up. Like I was in development, I was in production, stuff like that. And it just like there weren't every every single thing that I was trying to do in that field was shoving me to like, oh no, you get a set tonight. Oh no, you get you get to perform, you get to open for Louis Anderson, you have to do this, this, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll do this. I get, and then I was like, I took, it took a moment where I was like, oh, no, this is what makes me the happiest in the world. Like all that other shit was, yeah, like oh, I want to, uh, I don't want to do this. It's like but chasing like, this an is idea of what I decided I was going to be years ago. Exactly, and then I'm like, wait, the being on stage, doing stand up, doing all this stuff is is the thing, and seeing me, you know, seeing the whatever you want to call it, universe, your, your choices, like yeah. your actions, just get validated. As get you validated in that way. It's like, oh, yeah, no, this was the thing that I wanted to do and, yeah. uh, you know, meant to do, whatever it is. But Yeah, and sometimes what it is that is like your, your next, I don't know, bump of fucking <laughs> I'm on the right path. Sometimes it's just a really good set where you go, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I'm I am a professional. Yeah, I had I had one of those the other night where it's just like, yeah, this is Yeah, dude, I had This is what it is. Cuz like I'm so grateful for the store. Yeah. And I I know that there's more to being put up near the end of the lineup than just who's the most famous or the least famous. Like I'm aware that in some capacity I think I've been put and kept in the place that I usually am in because of the type of energy I bring and it's like I've been, I've just, whatever, like I, I revive the audience, whatever. Right. Someone called me a fucking, the, I'm batting cleanup <laughs> once <laughs> at the store where like, this is, you get the second win. So they stay around and get more drinks. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. And I have fun with those sets. I've had great sets there, but it, it's like a muscle and it is work. Right. It's because it's not even like you're trying to convince them you're funny. You're trying to convince them to fucking be alive. Right. Are you? Is that the store? I mean, that's I don't know how much your audience knows about the store or whatever, but it's like yeah. it's a showcase style show and it goes show and it long. goes from you know eight o'clock to two a.m. And it's like people's energy, no matter how much fun they're having, taps out usually around ninety minutes. Yeah. Maybe push to two hours. So there's people who are there who want to be there, and they're just you don't think about how exhausted you'll get just enjoying something and laughing it's like fucking long movies you're just going yeah. it's great but i fucking died near the end i i've been going up in that spot pretty regularly so it's just a certain feeling of like all right i got him it feels good great but it's just a different feeling than like a full ready crowd right. and a couple weeks ago i got to go up on like the early friday or show and i was like oh oh this is why I'm a paid regular. Like the set I had, I was like, oh, okay. I understand why I am here and why I've been passed. Cause there it sometimes can seem like, am I an afternoon duty on a recess? Like what is going on? Those late night sets, like it's, it's muscle building. It's, you are, you're, working the crowd. I do think it's like, I, when you get the spot, in the beginning of the lineup or in the middle or whatever it is when the crowd is choice, like they've been warmed up and they're just ready for whoever is next. You've built a muscle in a different way. Holy shit. And that's why I like, am so grateful for them. I love them. I'm always excited to have them because I do think, and I'm not saying just me, I'm saying anyone in the similar, because there are a handful of people who are in that position. It's like, Pound for pound makes you a greater comedian. Absolutely. That like I'm gonna come out stronger in those early spots than some other people are because it's it's just anything else. If yeah. you aren't if you're playing soccer with people who are just as good at you as you, but no one's better, you're not gonna be a better soccer. You know what I right. mean? It's I like, mean, there's that. That's I a weird for, reference. I but like, who said it? I I don't know. It's working it, a muscle. It's like, but yeah, it's like if you if you run with people that you're faster than, you'll, you'll win. You'll always win, but you're not going to get any faster. But if yeah. you run with people who are faster than you, you may lose, but your time will be better. Yeah. You know, it's like, because you're trying to keep up or what, whatever it is. Like, yeah, it just makes It's an you... old quote. I don't know. But like, it, it just, you know, you're you're forged in steel, so you're going to be stronger. You know, yeah. Whatever and all that just to say that like, sometimes just a really good set makes you go, oh yeah, I need to stop <sighs> panicking yeah. just because I... All that to say, Jessica had a good set the other night. I just, and she Emily, to let you guys are you know. watching? Were you there? Um, um I want to end on, since this went comedy heavy, yes. and we kind of talked about the struggle of the road, and we do need to wrap up. Um, Or not the road, struggle of the road struggle of, of the journey. The road of life of an uh, entertainer, of a comedian, of whatever. Yeah. What are things you do to help keep your yourself grounded and keep putting one foot in front of the other when it's not always... Yeah. Always. Um... I do a lot of self-reflecting. Like, I do a lot of 
I I take in what I I do I I ask myself questions of what am I doing what am I not doing what could I be doing better um you know I just I try to answer those questions I try to and I I go for walk like I do a lot of walking I do a lot of uh thinking just thinking and like so like to keep myself kind of grounded and I I do a lot of uh, like I watch I in my past I've watched a lot of interviews with comedians of you know like whatever like the thing that always stuck with me was you know when Bill Burr had said like keep your head down don't be a dick like that's just like do yeah. your work and just you know people will take notice if you just do the work or the you know be so good uh, they can't ignore, ignore you, you you know that sort of stuff um, is the uh, quote that is attributed to Steve Martin that often gets mis said like be undeniable. He's like, be so good. They can't deny you. Yeah. It's like that sort of thing. But it's, I just think about those. I kind of meditate on those things and try to keep myself a healthy level of the delusion of like, I'm good enough. I'm, I am the best person for these jobs. I, I'm I believe qualified. I'm qualified. I deserve, yeah. I deserve it. And also be humble enough to be like, ask for help. Yeah. I, that's the thing that I struggle with the most is asking for help from people that, because we know so many people that could help us out. Yeah. So readily. Yeah. Especially like readily, but there's that hesitance of yeah of like, well, you only get the one favor from the big whatever, Person. which is uh, which, which yeah. is a made up thing. Yeah, it's I not mean, true. It's it's not true, but it it is true, but it also is like that's just something that we came up with. Yeah, it's also um, it, you're probably not asking for something so extensive right. that they're even gonna remember it and be like, exactly. But what a burden! They made me give them someone's email address. Me- meditating on the fact of like uh, putting yourself out there is necessary, and yeah. you can't just if you don't essentially if you don't ask, you will never get. Yeah, and no one can know what you need. Very few times, and we talked about this earlier, was like there are very few times where people get plucked. Without ask, like people ask for what they want, which is why they get it. You know, it's like that's the old things. Like, how come so many shitty movies are getting made? Shitty movie scripts are being finished, and they and they they turn and they turned them in. It's like okay, yeah, this is the thing. Like, don't be afraid of finishing. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, boy, getting mad at things when it's like you're sitting on a pile of unfinished ideas. It's like, well, well, what movie are they gonna buy from you? What thing did you put the the end on yet? You know. Yeah. And so like that's those are the sor- sorts of things that I try to do to keep myself grounded and talk to my parents. <laughs> they keep me grounded. My dad's like I'm a comedian, are you? You know, that's uh, <laughs> the worst <laughs> advice for me. They well they well, keep one of them keeps dead, you grounded. Yeah. Right, but yeah. that's the thing. It's like They grounded me. I still live Yeah, home. they uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not allowed out to my do my My sense. dad came to one of my shows one time and uh called my mom after his like, "Yes, I saw Jeffrey perform." And uh she goes, "Well, did you laugh?" And he goes, yeah, I laughed. I didn't belly laugh, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why clarify? Why That's, did you need to clarify? Need to... I don't need, I, but that, you know, brings you back down to earth. Right. Or, new goal, I and guess. And he'll also, he'll also say, like, what, what new bits are you working on? And I stupidly will tell him, and he'll go, okay, well, I can see how that could work. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, like if you did it. Yeah, I'm no, like, yeah, okay, obviously. all right, awesome, thank you. That's so funny. Um, but like stuff like that where it's just like being and being around people who are not 
community. Like I have some friends that are not. That concludes this week's episode of Ignorance is Blessed. I hope you enjoyed the guest. Do you have follow-up thoughts, follow-up questions? Get in the Facebook group and start a conversation. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots on Facebook. You can search for it or find it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash JMS comedy. There you can have a chat about this guest. You can ask about future guests. You, You can suggest future guests. I love it all. Please keep giving suggestions and keep asking questions because the more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots.